Well, I don't know how it happened, but that opening hymn was exactly the hymn to start this Mass tonight. Because this first reading is just an upbeat, enlivening, thrilling kind of prospect. God is restoring his people to their homeland. The, the, the unconditional love that the Father has had for his people is going to be fulfilled. There's another great section in the Old Testament. Maybe tonight when you get home you could read it. First Chronicles 17.10. It's probably better than this first reading. But this is dancing time. I have to tell you, that's a really good song for tonight's liturgical setting. The Lord is restoring us to our rightful heritage. Where is this road from Jericho, and why Jericho? I, I know this isn't the conventional take on the Good Samaritan Gospel, but I'd like you to just think about it a minute. You're the Good Samaritan. And the one who comes down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and remember Jericho is down by the Dead Sea, so it fairly is shrouded in death meanings. The one who comes down from Jerusalem to Jericho is the story of the second person of the Blessed Trinity becoming incarnate. He's the man who fell among robbers and was beaten. Wasn't he beaten before they crucified him? Wasn't he deeply wounded? Wasn't he passed by by almost everybody? And you and I are the Samaritans that are called to pick him up and carry him and then he's restored in union with his father and sends the Holy Spirit upon us to be good Samaritans in our time. I know that's not conventional, but it opens up an awful lot of things when you think of you as a good Samaritan that finds Jesus along the roadside, because Jesus finds Bartimaeus along the roadside, begging. And if we are the Good Samaritan, we shift over to think we're also Bartimaeus. Because deep down, after all of the other frills, are removed, the only thing we want, the only thing we really want is to see, just like Bartimaeus. Now when you, you hear that thing see, you know, there, there are sightings, I can see this station of the cross that Father tells me was made in France, and, and I can see you, and I can see uh, the lights are on, and so on, but that's not, that, that, those are sightings. Uh, the seeing that is talked about here, what Bartimaeus wants, was the same scene that happened when Jesus appeared on the first day of the week, the evening that he had his resurrection, to the disciples. He was there in their midst, and they saw him. They see him just as a No, they saw the resurrection. They saw 
what Jesus had been telling them all the time. They saw fulfilled before them what he had indicated and implied in all the other things that he had said before that. They saw him. They saw it deeply. They saw into him. They saw the fulfillment of the promises of God, the Father, and the Son, Jesus Christ, in his resurrection. That's what they saw. How he was dressed is immaterial. How tall he was is immaterial. How he looked is immaterial. They saw him as the risen Son of God. That's what Bartimaeus also wants to see. And that's what, since you and I are Bartimaeus, that's what we want to see. We really want to see the risen Lord. The rest of this stuff we're seeing is going to pass away. There's one thing that is going to last. And that's our encounter with the Lord in eternity. We'll survive the rest of the stuff. The good, the bad, the indifferent, the, the wasteful, the purposeful, all that. We'll get through it. But what we can't step out there and grab onto, unless we see the Father fulfilling his promise to us, we can't step out there and embrace the risen Lord without knowing that he is the one who fulfills the urge within us, the only urge that makes any sense, the urge within us for eternal life. That's the strongest of urges. It's the strongest of our dreams. It's the only adequate fulfillment for our hopes. And it's for each of us, imagine that. We have that opportunity. Why? Well, because we have faith. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Unless you do, I can't stay, get off the side of the road. And I can't see. But if I can deal with you face to face, not only will I be able to see because physically my sight is restored, but I'll be able to get out of this place called Jericho where there's just this pervasive feeling of death down by the Dead Sea, and I'll go up to Jerusalem, but the city of David, where the Lord Jesus will be glorified. I can't imagine anything more enthusiastic than a sense of what this story is tonight in this gospel. We started this series back in August, I guess, reading from the Gospel of John, where we learned what the work of God was. The work of God is to believe in the one he sent. Somebody asked me, if I would change anything back over the 50 years of my priesthood. I said, yeah, I don't think I talked enough about faith. Well, <laughs> now I'm wearing people out, <laughs> talking nothing but faith, but I'm telling you, do that, believe, because that's the access to seeing the Lord. That's the access to the city of Jerusalem. That's the access to the permanency of God's promise in this reading tonight 
And you'll see it fulfilled in Chronicles 17.10 when you go home. That's the permanency. And there is something in us that has this very serious and direct urge for permanency that can't be erased. And if you look hard enough, and you look often enough, in the midst of all the other things that changes in our lives, you'll find that what's permanent is the desire for an eternal encounter with God.